Welcome to the Northern Folk Podcast. This is another 30 Days of Hope episode, day 21. Um, if you're not there already, go to the website, mydonofhope.org slash blog, and you can read along with what Ivy wrote. Ivy's here again. Hi. <laughs> and there's a podcast player on the same page so that you can listen and read at the same time if you want to do that, if you're good at multitasking. Um, so the verse you picked is 1 Timothy 4.12 says, let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. So what led you to that verse and what you pick? Um, I think it's one that my mom showed me when I was in like middle school. And I know I had heard it before, but in middle school, it just kind of became a verse that I would see regularly and read regularly and just something that I kind of meditated on really throughout um, my high school years and um, it just really ministered to me a lot and I just felt like it kind of popped up this morning and I was like hey let's do about that <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of talk about what you wrote about it a little bit just because you know you talk about like obviously the verse says let no one despise you for you but you also talk about like if you're older you don't have to, your life doesn't have to be all, all over because you're you know past your prime so to speak or whatever right yeah, and I think growing up, you know, I would kind of see that verse and, and I applied it to where I was in middle school or high school or, you know, the younger ages of things. But um, as I got older, um, I mean, I'm only 23, so I'm still young. <laughs> but, but, like, as I got older, I kind of realized how that applies not just to me as, you know, a high schooler who feels kind of stuck. But once I went to um, Karis Bible College, I just kind of realized that, like, there were so many older people that were kind of branching out and going to school. And I thought that was really cool. But also just, you know, looking at that verse again in those years and just realizing that, like, hey, that applies to older people, too. Like, I think that's really cool that God kind of put a verse in there that was, like, not just for for younger people, but also for older people, because I've seen so many people, you know, their kids move out and, and it's like, they kind of don't know what to do with their lives. And it's just kind of a, a really sad time for them. But I think this verse was kind of there to give them hope as well as, as people of all ages, but just realizing that like your life isn't over, your season may be changing, but that doesn't mean that that's a negative. Yeah. And, I mean, there's all sorts of people. Like, a lot of the time, you, it takes that amount of time to figure out what your calling was the whole time until you're, yeah. you know, 40, 50, or even 60 or 70 years old, right? Yeah. And there's lots of, like, not going to say your age is on here, Mom and Dad, but <laughs> we bought this place three years ago. So, <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> um, one of the really good phrases you had in here is, don't let false limitations control your life. Take back what you know to be yours and walk in what God has for you. Um, so kind of talk about what you mean by false limitations. Well, like, I just think it's become such a thing for people that um, how I saw it in high school specifically was like I was too young to do anything yet. You know, I had to have a degree under my belt first or I had to get married or I had to have kids or I had to something that was always out of my reach in that moment for me to be able to get somewhere in life or do what my calling was or, or anything like that. And so, um, I think just realizing that like 
the world puts those things on us and, you know, we have the ability to accept them or reject them. I think so many times it's just accepted. It's just accepted that like, Hey, your life's not going to start until after college or you're not really going to have anything left to do once your kids move out. Like it just, everybody thinks that way. It's just become a thing. And, and so in a lot of ways we've accepted that. And so in saying that, I was just kind of like, you know, reject the limitations. You you have the power to do that. You have the power to say, I'm not accepting this. This doesn't mean my life is over or this doesn't mean that my life hasn't started. Like, um, I, I choose to say that that's not true and, and pick my own path and me and God are going to figure this out and not let the world kind of decide that for you. Yeah. You don't have to go with the model of like high school, college, get a job at 22 and then have kids at 30 and then retire at 50 and then wait until you die. <laughs> yeah. And I think I like personally kind of was like, no, I just, <laughs> I just really rejected that because <laughs> I never really felt like I wanted to go to a traditional college. And, you know, all my cousins wanted to go to a traditional college. All of my friends were doing that. It was just a thing. Everybody did it. And yeah. I just never had that desire. Like there were a couple times I thought of it, but I was like, I'm really like, that just doesn't feel like it's me. It doesn't feel like it's the path that God has for me. And so I took a year off of school after high school. I didn't jump straight into college. I took a year off, and that was just totally um, spirit-led for so many different reasons. I think it was really good for me, and there were some things that were happening within my life and my family and stuff that was just, it was really important and, and just special that I kind of did that and took that year off, and it really... It really helped me realize that, like, you know, I never felt that. Like, I never felt the the desire to go to a traditional college. And that's what I went with was my piece in that. And so I didn't. And I took a year off. And it ended up just really um, being what God had for me, which was super cool to just kind of see that confirmation in it. Um, and then I did end up going to college, and I went to Karis Bible College. And that was really awesome. And I really enjoyed that too, but I definitely didn't do it the traditional you met some way. There, I think. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> For the second time. <laughs> People can hear you blushing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like, like even if you just look at biblical stories, if you look at like, turn my ringer off. <laughs> if you look at Abraham, like Abraham was 90 when God came to him and said, Hey, we're going to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, nobody would think of a 90 year old now, even starting something, even going to a new restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like my aunt Lila, who I love dearly would go to Hardy's every single morning. And it would have been a big change for aunt Lila to go to, McDonald's for breakfast every single morning and just mm-hmm. to switch that up and Abraham's here like God's like you're going to be the father of many nations this all starts now you're going to have a kid even though your wife is 90 years old like you mm-hmm. know what I mean and all yeah. that stuff is like impossible and also just hard to imagine even if it is possible to like start a whole new life from that point yeah. but that can happen and God can call you to that stuff and if he calls you to it then it's possible and you can do it yeah I remember, because um, my parents also graduated from Paris Bible College um, in 2012, and 
I remember when they were in their second year, I think it was, I don't know, first or second year, um, there was this lady, and she was like 90-something, and they went, they all went on the same mission trip, and I don't remember her name, but she was just so sweet. I remember thinking how sweet she was, and she was just super enthusiastic. My parents would talk about her all the time, you know, how, like, lively she was. And <laughs> she just really loved being there, and she really rejected um, the traditional thinking of, you know, she's too old to do that. Yeah. She was 90-something, and she was like, nope, I'm going to school. <laughs> yeah. And she went to school, and that's just super cool that she did that, but also she just – you know, the, the verse kind of talks about, you know, setting that example and setting a good example in your speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. And I think she did that in so many ways. But no matter your age, you know, you've said this before, you're always setting an example, like whether it's a good one or a bad one, somebody's always watching you and what you're doing. And yeah. so... For her, she was like, you know what, I'm 90 years old and I'm going to school. And I'm sure she set the example for so many people, like her friends or, and family and stuff that saw her be able to do that and be like, if she can do it, I can do it too, you know? Yeah. And I know she set the example for her um, missions team and her class. I, there's so many people that I, I still hear people talk about her yeah. all the time. And she really did that. And so I think, you know, she was 90 and, but it, it doesn't really matter your age. Like you're still setting an example, no matter your age, like you're, yeah. you always well, are. Well, and the example of like teachability at that age that, that shows too is crazy because you have, I, like, I, if I remember before thinking about the same lady, when she enrolled, she was 88. But yeah. She graduated exactly. when she was 90. She was the oldest yeah. graduate. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so like, 88 years of like, like we're 23 and whatever age you are listening to this, like you have that many years of things ingrained and you already have philosophies that are ingrained in your brain that you think of things a certain way and you believe certain things. So like for us, you can multiply that by like four and that's how many years of philosophy she has figured out. You know what I mean? And to be able to say, all right, some of these are wrong and I need to change them at 88 is crazy yeah. because that's, it's and it sounds like a negative to admit that you were wrong for that long, but it's not. It's a positive. It's an unbelievable example of like being yeah. able to be that open to God to say that I need to go learn more things, even even though I've learned all these other things for so long. Yeah, and in some ways, it's even more of an example because like you have the humility to just be able to say like I was wrong, and like I told you this stuff, but I was wrong, and those people to just be able to see someone that at that age is so humble and can say, you know, it sucks that I was saying this stuff or believing this for so long and I was wrong, but now I'm like trying to get better and I'm doing better and I'm being better. And at 90 years old, like I'm still being better and I'm still, still trying to learn more things. Like there's so many people that I've seen that are like, you know, I'll never stop learning from the word of God and, and never stop seeing new things. And I think that's so cool because it's, it's true. Like you can, every time I see a scripture, it's like, I can see it in a different way when I go back and read yeah. it for the second time. Like you can always do that, yeah. which is cool. It's like, I never, well, and you're always <laughs> like, there's, there's the Holy spirit lens where he shows you what you need to say and then see. And then there's also just the lens of like, 
whatever's happening in your life, you would kind of look at things through that lens. So you might read a verse and it might apply to a certain situation. And then three months later, you're going through a different situation that applies totally differently, you know? Yeah. And there's, so it's good to go back and like reread things. And that's part of like this 30 days of hope thing. Like it's almost been a little repetitive, but it's not because it's a different perspective on every single thing. Yeah. Like the last two days were on the same verse. Joanna and Abigail used the same verse. Really? <laughs> yeah, but it was different. It wasn't the same, like, angle that they were coming at it from. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, and that's how reading the Bible is. You just, like, get a new thing every single time. Yeah. And so I was just going to go through the verse. Like, it says, set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, and faith, and purity. And set the believers mm-hmm. an example is, like you said, it's like, you're always setting an example for somebody. Mm-hmm. even if you don't know it or not. And so you always need to be setting that example 100% of the time. You can't really turn it off. Yeah. If you want to be a good example, you have to be a good example all the time. Yeah. You know? And so, like, in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity, just kind of talk about maybe one of those stands out to you more than the others, or maybe a couple of them do, I don't know. But um, just talk about those a little bit, like what they mean to set an example in those areas. Um, I think it's just like, like you said, you're always setting an example. And so, you know, the scripture kind of tells you like set, set an example in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. So like in everything that you do, you're setting an example. And so, you know, whether it's positive or negative, it's always happening. And just, I think this helps you. And it's never neutral, by the way. It's always positive or negative. Yeah. And some, even if it's someone else's view that makes a positive or negative, you're always affecting somebody in a positive or a negative way. Yeah. And so just being really conscious of that, like, I think so many times we walk through life and it's just like, oh, this just is. Oh, my attitude just is bad. Or, oh, my thinking just is this way or whatever. But I think just realizing that it's not just is, like, it's always setting an example. And so you can't really walk through life so um, flippantly, I guess you got to kind of walk purposefully, especially like in your walk with Christ and stuff and, and setting that example for other believers and just people in general, like you have to be purposeful in how you speak, you know, it can be really easy to be negative or to have bad language or whatever, but just being conscious of that, um, all the time, but especially when you're around other people and you know you're setting an example, you know, like it's important that that you um, speak positively and you say things that are uplifting instead of um, breaking people down and stuff. It's really important, and even just the way you do things. Like I'm trying a lot lately to just do things in excellence. You know, um, we're all kind of still stuck at home mostly and so you know even though you're at home you can still do things in excellence you know just even if it's just picking up after yourself or instead of setting the dish in the sink you wash the dish and you put it away and like it's small things but it's doing it in excellence and it really kind of changes your mood I feel like I don't know it's just made me feel a lot more productive in (laughs) trying to do things in excellence I feel like I'm actually getting stuff done in the day and it's been really helpful to just do that and at the same time know that I'm setting a good example for whoever's watching you know because someone's always watching one of the things too is like it talks about you know in love and faith and purity and conduct and all these things and 
one of the things I think that we feel like sometimes is we're like, oh, I'm the kind of person that's like not, like I'm not a charismatic or nice person. I'm just naturally yeah. grumpy or I'm just naturally, you know, I'm not a loving person or, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. But one of the things is if you're a Christian and you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you have the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, kindness, all these things. Yeah. So there's really no... Like, some of us are more prone to it than others, and I'm not saying that everybody is this super bubbly, like, oh my god, every day is the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> Rainbows and puppies and everything. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that everybody's that, but everybody has the ability to have joy, peace, kindness, goodness, patience, faith. Everything that's a fruit of the Spirit is within you, and you're capable of doing it. So it's not... Yeah. It's not an excuse. Like, it's an excuse maybe, like, maybe you struggle with it a little more. Like, we all struggle in different yeah. ways, so maybe you struggle more. And we all struggle with things like this. Like, you know, some of us struggle more to be joyful, and some of us struggle more to be kind, and some of us struggle more to be patient. Like, it's all a different thing, and everybody has their own struggles in that, but everybody's capable of accomplishing the, of accomplishing it. Yeah, and we were all made differently, and we all have different personalities, which is what makes it so special and, like, um, so cool that God created us that way and, and it makes us the body. But at the same time, you know, it is a thing that like people say, Oh, I'm just not, Oh, I'm just shy or, Oh, I just, you know, I don't really like talk a lot or whatever. And I, I mean, I was one of those. I was like, I'm just shy. I just don't want to talk. <laughs> but I think it, I think it was Andrew Womack that said, um, something about shyness and how it's not do you know what I'm talking about it's not God didn't create you to be shy or something yeah. like that I don't know and I remember hearing that and I was like uh he created me to be shy what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> but I think once I realized what he was saying or at least this is how I interpreted it it was like you know if you're walking in fear if you're letting fear hold you back from you know talking or from saying your opinion or I mean, I was the kid that, you know, Joanna was the kid, too. But we were talking about this the other day that was, like, too scared to even go get, like, a ketchup packet at a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and, you know, that that's fear. You know, that yeah. was a thing where it was, um, it was fear that was driving my decisions in those situations. But there are situations where, you know, maybe you don't feel led to say anything. And that's a you know that you can say something, you know that you can speak up or you know that you can do this, but, um, maybe you just don't feel led to. And that's different, um, than walking in fear. Like I know that I can deal with confrontation. I know that I can have healthy conversations. I know that I can do whatever it is that God has called me to do. Um, but, there are situations for that, you know, whereas before in high school and middle school and stuff, I would not do something out of fear. And I think you have to overcome that and just realize that like whatever God has for you, you have to be willing to step out. And, and that's what so many of these people, like the lady that we were talking about that went to Karis Bible college and graduated, you know, it had to take her being, um, open to what God had for her and having a soft heart for what he had to say for her to be able to step out and go to school. You know, that took her not walking in fear. Obviously, 
I'm sure there was forms of hesitation and, yeah. <laughs> and questioning, but she knew that she had heard from God and, and we have to stand on that. Like you have to know that you've heard from God and, and, and it, know that his plans are good and all that stuff, which is yeah. what I've been talking. That's what the Jeremiah 29, 11 was what Joe and Abigail used. And it's know that his plans are good and to prosper you and not to harm you and all that stuff. And that's yeah. a big part of that too is like, Hey, know that he, know that what you heard was God and B know that if God said it, it's the best possible idea. Yeah. You know? And also like just having peace in what you're doing, you know, sometimes we do hear from God so clearly, but God has, I think God speaks to each person in different ways and, and just knowing that your peace is what you follow. Um, even, even if you make a wrong step here and there, like if you're following your peace and like God's peace, um, it's okay. You know, it's not the end of the world if you, you know, take a left turn instead of a right turn. Like you're going to you're going to get there all the same as long as you're following God with it and and a lot of times a lot of times, you know, you do hear from God clearly on what you're supposed to do and then sometimes it's just this still small voice of you know, you just feel peace. Like I just felt peace about taking a break from from school for a year and in the natural that was like why would you do that like you should go straight from high school to college like that's what people do you should at least go straight from high school to a well-paying job at the very least (laughs) and I had neither and so you know just but but I had peace and I followed it and that was 100% what I was supposed to do and you know I could have done things a little bit better probably I'm sure but but you were general. You were doing your best to follow what God was asking you to do. Therefore, yeah. you end up where you're supposed to end up at. Yeah. So. And everybody's different. Like you said that a little bit too. And I think a big thing, like you were talking about the shyness, is a good example. Like you don't have to be like there's shy people who don't want to go get ketchup from the front <laughs> of the thing, and then there's the people who stand at the front of the thing and clog up the line because they're talking to the cashier for like four to five minutes. Yeah. And like, there's, <laughs> you don't have to be that either. <laughs> and, hey, everybody, like everybody, has their own. Like you don't have to be that, and that person needs to learn to talk less. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like there's a balance to everything, and people have different ways that they lean. And I think everybody thinks that the other person's way of leaning is better. Like grass oh, is greener yeah. on the other side. Of course. Oh yeah. well, at least he can talk to the person. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like no. <laughs> Everybody just has different strengths and weaknesses, and we all have to learn how to make them work and complement each other with it. Yeah, and also, like, you know, it says in the Bible that God gives you the desires of your hearts and of your heart, hearts, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> and I think just paying attention to that, like, especially in my high school years, like, I had a lot of, of um, things that I enjoyed doing, just, like, little hobbies and stuff, and... And I think that's, for a lot of people, the time when they look at that and they're like, is this a hobby or is this something that I should actually run with? And I think it's just important to see, you know, what your um, likes and dislikes are. Like, you know, we're all different, and so we all have different ones. Sometimes you have similar ones as someone else, but they're unique to you in a lot of ways, you know, and... um, 
sometimes it will turn out to just be something that's a hobby for you that maybe you do to de-stress. Maybe you paint to de-stress. Maybe you work on your truck. I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe you could I work on my truck to de-stress. stress Well, anyway. <laughs> but just realizing that, like, hey, these are desires that God has given you. And whether it's just something that you do because you enjoy it and it helps you um, stay sane or <laughs> if it's something that you're going to take off with in life and you're going to, it's going to be your career and you provide for your family with it. Like either way, just being aware that like, it's something that God has given you a desire for. And you may not be the best at it. Like I love to paint, not the best at it, but I love to <laughs> paint, but it's something I do to de-stress. Like if I'm stressed out, I'm like, I'm going to go paint. Just leave me alone <laughs> for a few hours, you know? And it's just something that I kind of do. And, you know, it's nothing that, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not, but it's probably not something I'm ever going to make money with or like, you know, feed my family with. But like, it's something that I enjoy and it helps me, you know, just kind of get, get with God. I turn on worship music and I just paint and it's just kind of a thing that I do to relax and kind of stay in the right mindset. Yeah. I think it's really good to have those things that help you, like, get into the headspace where you can hear God. Because it's easy for us to get out of that and get into the busier, the stressed yeah. headspace. And then you're just like, it's like I get stressed and it's hard for me to make my mind calm down enough to listen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what that kind of thing does, like you said. Um, I'm going to read your prayer real quick. <laughs> Zoned out at the window. I was wondering what you're looking at. Um, you said, Lord, we thank you for the plans that you have for us and our ability to walk in them with strength and courage. Help us to have your discernment in every situation, to keep our eyes on you in knowledge and strength, to let no man despise us for our youth, but to walk in confidence into good decisions, new ideas, and new territory because you're our Father. We thank you for your hope and wisdom with each new step we take. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so kind of talk about how you wrote um, and what you want people to be thinking about and, you know, believe in when they pray it. Um, you know, I just, I just think that I kind of, I don't know. I think it's just something that like in this setting an example for people and stuff, a lot of times it takes you, um, changing some of your behaviors, you know, maybe you don't always, um, Maybe you're not always diligent in picking up after yourself or, you know, maybe you have some bad habits like that or maybe you don't always have the best language or maybe you get pretty annoyed. Maybe you get pretty annoyed (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Um, But like it may take you changing some behavior, which I know can be scary. And so it is kind of new um, for us and, and it may be new territory. It may be just a new just a change. A lot of people don't handle change well. And, um, I just wanted to pray for that, that, you know, we would have the strength and the courage to take that first step. You know, it doesn't have to be anything big or giant or maybe it does. I don't know, but you know, you can take that one small step of just picking up after yourself or of just watching your language or apologizing when you, say something you shouldn't have said, just catching yourself in those moments and, and being more aware. And it does take some, um, diligence and some courage to be able to do that and to be able to admit that you maybe haven't always had the best, 
um, tendencies, but you're working on it and you're trying to become better and you're trying to set that example that God calls us to. Um, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to say? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Um, just for everybody listening, there's like, I guess this was day 21. So we're getting close to the end of the third days of hope thing. Um, if you have any ideas for anything, we're looking for ideas for a new series to do or even just a subject that you'd like us to do a few episodes on or an episode on. Um, you can email info at mydownofhope.org um, with any ideas that you have, and we would appreciate all of those. Or you can comment on one of these blogs somewhere, and Ivy actually has one more thing to say. I do. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to say is just that, like, in setting a good example and stuff like that, also remember um, the desires that God gives you, and maybe he has something new that he wants you to step out in and try and you know maybe it's something that you've always enjoyed doing but you're just not sure but take that first step and and just know that he's going to catch you and he's got you wherever you're going and I just encourage you guys to you know find something new to do find something whether it's a new habit new good habit (laughs) or um a new hobby or maybe you want to try something new business or I don't know but um, I just encourage you guys to find something new and trust him in it, that it is going to be good. There you go. Good work. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to the Dawn of Hope podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast feed and turn on notifications for more conversations and audio versions of Sunday's teachings. Our Sundays begin with a light breakfast at 9.30. The service begins at 10 o'clock. Groups and Bible studies throughout the week include undivided young adults groups Sunday evenings at 5 o'clock, bringing young adults from all walks of life together. Follow up Wednesdays at 6.30 on Wednesdays, a conversational Bible study based off of Sunday's topics led by Michael Roberts. Prophetic writing on Thursdays at 6.30, hearing God's voice through journaling, led by Joanna Harrison. All events are at Donofo Branch at 178 Palmer Drive in Florissant, Colorado. If you would like to donate to Dawn of Hope, you can visit mydonofhope.org and click the donate button on the sidebar. If you're interested in holding an event at the ranch or would like more info on anything that we do, please call us at 719-687-3425 or send us an email at info at donofhoperanch.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Dawn of Hope podcast. Mm-hmm.